All right, Hannah Rose, cheers. Good to see you. Good to be. Go on. I know you already took a sip of it. Cheers. Hannah. Hannah. So welcome everybody. This is the uh, 46th episode of the Vibe Union podcast. Can you believe we've come this far? When was the first one? The first one was more than a year ago, I would say. Oh, maybe, maybe exactly, maybe close to exactly a year ago. Wow. Yeah. So here we are. Um, today we're joined by the the lush, the not plush, but the uh, the sweet, sensual, uh, the the Cancun drip of <laughs> of Hannah Rose. Thank you so much for coming on the Vibe Union podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Dilly Dave. Of course, this has been uh, potentially long overdue but maybe not because we've already had something very similar similar to this in the past before haven't we yes i very much enjoyed that conversation that was good and we may dip into similar realms we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. but before we get too much into it a great way to start off these podcasts is to uh is to get grounded and acknowledge the ground that we're on so mm-hmm. the Vibe Union podcast takes place and is produced and recorded on the sacred grounds of the Brunering and the Wurundji people of the Kulin Nation. They're the, they are the traditional custodians of this land, not owners. Um, big difference there. You know, they did do it different um, in terms of keeping to the land instead of keeping the land. Right. Um, so yeah, I'd like to acknowledge the elders past, present and emerging and just state that sovereignty was never ceded and history was deleted. Yeah, amen to that. Amen indeed. So, Hannah, a talented R&B artist Mm -hmm. uh, representing currently Melbourne at the moment, but uh, what other places in the world have you represented through yourself and your art? Well, I'm from New Zealand originally, so that's always in my veins. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia Um, Obviously, my sound is very American as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've lived in Hollywood and Hawaii and I, um, yeah, I've just always really loved um, R&B music, which is, yeah, it has a very American sound, I think, my music. So that comes through a lot too. Okay. So if you were to uh, briefly describe, like if you were to give the, the blurb or the synopsis or the quick bio to what Hannah Rose brings to the stage. Mm. Well, what do you? What flavors are we bringing? What are we trying to do? Okay, so it's fiery. It's um, I'm very fiery, sassy, um, bold. Uh, I like to say I have a lot of prowess. Right. Yeah. Right. So I feel very like kind of in. I feel very dominating when I'm on stage. You like to take the stage, yeah. take the space, and yeah. let people know that you're commanding it. Yeah, exactly. And like that comes from always looking up to other artists who have that type of stage presence and stage craft, like Beyonce, Rihanna. Like I just always admired those strong female icon figures that just have that really big, sensual, commanding female energy. So there's that mm. side, and then there's another side to me, which is more like stripped back and vulnerable. I feel like I have two different stage personas. Right, right, um, right, right. So, but yeah, most yeah. So. So one of them being the the person who commands attention, and the other one being what a bit more um, maybe sensitive and soothing. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, here to create some harmony in the world, perhaps. Yeah, or more just vulnerable. Like the other side is like me tapping into like a really vulnerable, emotive, yeah, 
just more vulnerable and soft. Right. Um, and really telling the story, but being still. Whereas the other one is like moving around, boom, boom, bam, like, yeah. Right, it's a bit more flashy mm. than, uh, than vulnerable. Which approach came first, or did they both seem to emerge together? I... I feel like they've always both been like this slowly I don't know like that's just my personality too like I'm very um I come across really outspoken like strong opinion like all of that but there's another side to me that is very like sensitive and deep and all that so right I don't know I just feel like they're two parts of who I am is uh are these two like uh forces or approaches are you kind of alluding to uh, i mean one of our previous conversations we talked about the divine masculine and feminine yeah. is, is this kind of like uh uh unionizing those type of forces or do you feel like that's a that's a separate thing that's happening it could be like i definitely think i have masculine traits or traditionally whatever being yep. assertive bold taking up a lot of space yeah. Um, but I also think there's that that being feminine, um, an embodied feminine person, whatever. Being feminine is dynamic too. Like there's mm-hmm. that soft, sensual side, but there's also that ferocious, protective, um, angst. Yeah, yeah. That can be there too. Like a bit of a uh, bit of chaotic, chaotic energy, in a way. I wouldn't call it chaotic. Okay. I, it might be, but it's more like strength. Like the feminine can be so strong. Like if you try to attack, uh, you know, a mountain lion's babies, like you were going to get the wrath of that feminine protecting what's vulnerable. Right. So it's all in energy, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why we would have you on the Vibe Union podcast is you have an upcoming show on the 12th of March, Yay. Mortal Cadence, alongside Yambra, Jebros, and Wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we expect uh, from Hannah Rose on the day? What are you bringing? Uh, are we going to be seeing new shit? Um, w- what's been the lead up for this gig for you? I'm really excited because it's like I, I'm always excited to do hip hop gigs like with that angsty energy. Like I said, I get to bring out that fierce persona, yeah, which is always a lot of fun for me. Um, and it's just going to, for the most part, be like just, yeah, my like my more hip hop-esque music and more upbeat and fierce and just, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I'm always going to keep it saucy, so right, right, uh, that's right. what I'm going to bring. And, like, there won't be any unreleased music, but I'm excited for the set list I've put together because it's, I think, some of my, yeah, just more upbeat, catchy songs. If, uh, if you had to recommend one track for people to get around some of the lyrics that you'll be performing, which track? So I'm not telling you to give away your set list. Oh, yeah. But, but just one. I mean, just go listen to Can Drip. Okay. That is my latest official release. It's been out for a while now, but that's kind of like the energy I'm bringing. Like, fun, naughty, and provocative. Cool, cool. Are you looking to, uh, are you looking to make some of the boys uh, shy away and feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable? Or? Maybe that's why I do it. No, really. <laughs> I'm not looking to make anyone uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I'm looking to just serve. Just like, to serve. That's what it's about, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> serve serve the art, the scene, the people, yourself, the audience. 
all of these. Okay. Are like, they? I'm not talking about like service. No, no, no. I mean okay. like, no, no, no. I mean uh, like, uh, <laughs> like service in the sense of like entertainment. Yes. Right. Serving it up, like yeah. so bringing that energy, because I mean, all you can bring is your own unique energy, I guess. Right. And um, yeah. When, when was the last time you uh, got to the stage and performed? Well, it was like. Actually, might have been a, another Vibe Union event. The Take the Mic. Floor is yours. Floor is yours. Sorry. Take the Mic is a great open mic. <laughs> open mic name, though. Maybe you should start that one. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> coming soon. Um, but then I've also been performing in my music performance diploma course, which is what. Yeah. So, but um, it's been a long time since I've done like a full set of my like original type stuff. So I'm excited. Right. Have you found it? Uh, Difficult to book shows? Like, uh, what, what's what's the process of uh, get, getting, like, securing a gig for you? Yeah, that's been, like, something that I'm trying to learn over the years because I do think it comes down to connections and community. I think the way that, yeah, the way you get gigs is by connecting with people that are putting them on. And, um, yeah, that's been a process because, like, a lot of the first like five years of my career I didn't really have that many connections and I was kind of just like in my own zone right so that's been a process like connecting and expanding those networks so uh, your would you say that maybe your approach for the past four or five years has been a bit more lone wolf like leading up to this past 12 months or so yeah exactly and yeah talk talk us through that lone wolf uh, approach yeah well it's not by choice right um it's just that when I started my music career, um, I didn't really have any friends alongside. I didn't really have connections or people showing me how to do it. And um, I just, I just, yeah, I was just learning by myself. And it just took a while to meet my community, you know? Right. Um, did you, were you actively seeking a community or were you very much focused on your own craft and, and, and your own kind of journey? Uh, maybe I was more focused on honing in my own craft, my own style, my own sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, a combination, but I can't say if I had met people, I'd be like, go away. Like, I would have been like, yes, get me on the stage. Right. But I will say, the fact that it has taken so long for me to get to this point and these opportunities means that I had more practice along the way. So, I feel really ready for every opportunity that comes up now because I've been building up to it. Mm. So, yeah, because you feel potentially more confident in your, like your presence, like your stage presence, your, your delivery. Yeah. So maybe you feel like you now have a lot to bring to the table. Exactly. <laughs> ready to fucking seize it. That's it, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I feel prepared and I feel well-practiced. I mean, I'm not perfect. Like, I could still improve vocally, like... I can still, I'll always be growing as an artist and as a performer and yeah. as a vocalist, but I'm confident and I know, like, I've just had enough experience at this point. And I was able to do that in front of smaller crowds or smaller things or less important, like, mm. less pressure situations that gave me, yeah, they were, I could use the training wheels there and now I'm ready to. Is that what you'd recommend to other people, like hitting, um, you know, open mics, smaller shows, and mm-hmm. and not really uh, setting your entry to the live scene too high? Yeah, I mean, I I don't want people to 
think like it's impossible to get those opportunities because some people get them like that. Like uh-huh. you never know. But um, yeah, also take the, all the learning opportunities and and just do it as much as you can, whatever you can. Right. At that time, whatever you have access to, which you know, open mics. Maybe that's it. Uh, do you think some artists write off open mics and all that kind of approach? Do you, do you, do you feel like some people think that that's less than them or that's not the right place to kind of get stage time? Maybe. And everyone has their own path. Um, mm-hmm. For me, like at this stage, overall, I probably don't want to do many open mics because I've just had enough of that experience. Right. That, like I want to just do like my own shows now. Yeah. But I don't think if you haven't even performed live before, I don't think you can be above open mics. So, right, right. You know, like yeah, because you've got to test your nerves. Like it takes a while to be comfortable on stage as well. Yeah. Testing the nerves—it's a really good way to put it because uh, no doubt there's going to be anxiety or nervous energy around going up, especially at the start. Mm. And uh, yeah, I really rate using many opportunities, especially in you know those first. Mm. few years or couple years and uh, there's so many reasons to go to a general show or an open mic aside from the stage time and growing that comfortability that's where you can meet people yeah that's where you can network exactly that's where you can sorry excuse me get get um get ideas from other artists Mm. you know see what other people are doing Mm. see how they approach the stage see how they tackle you know handling the mic you know mic technique maybe how they even engage with you know the sound engineer all these kind of things can be picked up hey yeah but yeah you bring up the point of community too because like like i said that's a big key to like your future is community and that's how i started meeting people as well like i didn't meet a lot of people initially but i you know i met Ivory Archer yep. at an open mic probably a year into pursuing this. So yeah, and then that connected me to you know you guys and like yeah, those it goes on and on like that. Yeah, yeah. it certainly does. Uh, what have you been working on recently? And what do people? What can people be excited about in the in the realm of Hannah Rose? So I've been recording my second EP for the last couple of years. Um, like, I wish I was one of those people that can pump things out really fast. It's tough. But I really want to do, like, full projects, which is, like, not what everyone's doing these days. But What do you, I what do you mean by EP. a full project? Oh, just, like, um, an EP as opposed to pumping out fast singles. Right. Like, I'm very fixed on the full story. of the, Like, I have the EP in my mind, and, like, I can't let it go until I've finished it all. Mm. So, anyhow, I've been recording my second EP for the last two years, which is what Home Sweet Home and Cancun Drip are the lead singles of. Cool. So, um, that's what I've been working on behind the scenes, and I'm excited to release more, but there has been, you know... It, holdups in the refining process to finish the whole package so that's what I'm working through at the moment and yeah but stay tuned because yeah that's what's coming stuff's coming yeah uh can you give us a bit of an idea of what the story or the narrative or the concept for the EP would be definitely so it's called the enchantment of love powerful and so home sweet home was the first single which is all about when you meet someone they feel like home and it's magical and Cancun Drip is about having like a fun 
vacation with that person. Mm-hmm. And all the songs are basically about what it, what's kind of like the honeymoon phase of love, the right. enchantment, and that magical feeling and that ecstasy feeling. And uh, what would be your reasoning behind uh, packaging and presenting that to people? Uh, well, it's my story. It's like based on a true story. Um, so it's a call to a phase in your life. Yeah. Yep. It's um, yeah. It's but when I the reason I choose the language like enchanting magic, all those types of things is just because like the way love chemicals and oxytocin and everything works. Um, and a whole lot of other things too is sometimes you can get caught up I don't know like things settle down and that's not always the reality what you see in someone in the first like say six months of knowing someone might not be the long term person you're going to see so are you alluding to the fact that you're producing a honeymoon version of Hannah Rose in the CP and then what follows could not be that yes very true the following project would be the Heartbreak album right. where things don't add up in the end and then it, the enchantment fades, mm-hmm. the fall from grace. Right. So uh, a few of those projects or songs already kind of materialized in some way? Yeah, I haven't recorded them, but a lot of them have been written. Okay. Yeah. So I just need someone, like an investor, to please help me get all my projects out because it takes too long and I'm, I'm already up to like next phase of my life and these are from years ago these ideas right Hannah Rose if you had to uh, command somebody to bankroll your operation your project talking to this uh, camera right here okay. and let them hear it let okay. them hear what they, they need to do Wingapo please send me money <laughs> no um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone believes in me and what I can bring wants to invest get on board let's talk cool perfect we'll clip it we'll put it out there yeah um uh, at the moment in the scene, who do you have eyes on? Who are you? Um, who are you kind of following? Who are you appreciating at the moment? Um, let me think. Um, you don't have to say me, by the way. It's. Ah. <laughs> I. Right now, I don't think I've been following anyone that heavily. I. I mean, I support a bunch of everybody, like yep. all the look, but I, I can't say there's someone, I've been really last few months caught in my own world, going through like a lot of transitions in my life, changing jobs after six years, moving after five years. You know, I'm just going through a lot of changes and mm. like, I've not been like focusing on anything but sorting my life out, getting back on track, right. going through these transitions. So I haven't really been focused on consuming a lot of music or right. going to that many shows and stuff. That's fair. That's a very uh, honest yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, answer. So, okay, when it comes to this period of uh, kind of really honing in on yourself and maybe either setting order or structure or uh, refreshing, you know, yeah. your routines and stuff. Exactly. What has, uh, what has been some of the beneficial practices or approaches that you've incorporated in your life recently? Well, um, kind of just to tr- trust 
the flow of everything because okay. it's kind of scary when you make changes after a long time. And part of the reason I was avoiding change for so long is because I, it was safe and comfortable and secure to be in the same everything's secure the same 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 but also it was feeling stagnant and like i was not excited about life right so so okay so the lead up to what uh say four or five months ago was you yeah. feeling a bit stagnant yeah i've been feeling that way for years truly for years yeah. yeah and do you attribute that to just uh you not engaging with things that are proper and meaningful in your life e.g work and yeah it's about feeling stuck in uh, a career or a job and feeling like you don't have other options and feeling like you know the weight of the world on your shoulders when you're a musician trying to pay the bills but also trying to build your music career and it just feels like this sometimes never ending kind of struggle right and it's like I felt stuck at a job because I had to use that job to pay the bill but anyway what happened was it's like I'd want to change for so long but it was scary and mm -hmm. But um, I, I went to a Reiki healer and that's kind of what unblocked a lot of things. And I started opening up and to change and having so many changes and a whole lot of much more momentum and excitement and joy and fun and freedom in my life has come since then. And I, mm. it was scary because like it was risky making these changes, like quitting my job without another one and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've just trusted that I will get to the next point and everything's going to sort itself out. I've had stress and anxiety along the way too. Yeah. But it's just a kind of a practice of trying to not like, I don't know, just having faith. Right. That In, something's looking after me. <laughs> right. On something outside of yourself yeah. that's kind of there and is some kind of yeah. support. Like I'm following what is aligned for me and that can only lead to good things. Yes, yes. So the catalyst for unblocking yourself was actually going out and seeking some healing and help and direction. Yeah. Um, powerful. For those who wouldn't go and seek something like Reiki healing, what other approaches could people uh, explore to kind of unstuck themselves from a bit of like a, a concrete mess Mm. Or, or stagnation that people might be experiencing? Uh, I'm, I don't know, maybe just trying something new, like trying to bring new flavor to your life, okay. trying something different because that's, for me, like that's what gets me excited, new things. Like I hate to feel like I've seen it all, I've done it all, I've been like, that just makes me depressed. So just, I don't know, exploring a new side of this town or I don't know, trying different things. Right. could be a less like esoteric way to go about it. <laughs> when did you move to this side of the city? Because you're right around the corner at the moment, aren't you? Well, I was in South Bank for like six years and I've just moved uh, right into the city. Okay. And you feel that that, do you feel that that move has uh, kind of shaken things up a bit for you? Yeah, but because also I've moved from shared living to solo living. Mm. And for me, like, it depends on your personality. But for me, that's also been really important because with lockdowns, sharing small spaces, I felt, like, really stuck in my room as well. Yeah. And um, I just felt kind of caged. <laughs> so yeah. having my own space is so important to be able to create and feel free. That's important to me. That's great. Um I have a similar situation with the shared living for me. I'm a very, uh, very social person. Like I do get a lot of my energy from others. Mm. Uh, but as a creative, 
and somebody who's trying to work on your own shit. I mean, anything and everything can get in the way of that. Exactly. And even though you might like retreat to a space to create, if you feel like you're always confined to that space, mm, then it no longer comes becomes the place of creation. Yeah. It's the place of hibernation, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah. That's uh and I guess a lot of a lot of people maybe around our age or generation are like leaning into the the shared living experience purely because of, you know, uh, affordability. Yeah. But sometimes that can really come at the cost of, you know, your mental, hey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I feel like this has been like a great insight into uh, <laughs> the lead up for, for people to kind of expect a few things from yourself mm-hmm. um, and we definitely appreciate you coming on the Vibe Union podcast thanks for having me uh, for all those who are out there listening at the moment I do consider yourself to be somebody full of you know wisdom oh thank you I hate to uh, put the pressure cooker on you oh no that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything is there anything that you like to uh, you know any encouraging words or any words of insight to give to other people who may have been in your situation you know, years ago or kind of leading up to this point of like seeking that change or needing to, to change things up? Yeah. Um, uh, my advice is, see, I'm someone who takes everything so seriously and like it's, that's a, like, I don't just stop and enjoy and like, so advice to myself and others would just to be, to try and like not be so hard on yourself and just like let yourself relax and enjoy sometimes and just have compassion for yourself cool whatever's going on beautiful compassion for yourself that's great well said (laughs) um everybody thank you for joining us on the 46th episode of the vibe union podcast I encourage everyone to go to Mortal Cadence on the 12th of yeah, March, come. bar 303. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Rose will be joined by, joined by Yambra, Jeb Ross, Rath. you got uh, DJ Kai on the decks. It's going to be a real deal. There'll be a little bit of a cypher situation as well in there. <laughs> no pressure from anyone to jump on, but oh. the, uh, the invitation's always open. Um, my name's Dilly Dave. Thanks again, Hannah, for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me. Catch a Vibe Union and all things <laughs> that are Vibe Union. Ciao. Ciao.